good goddamn, Miss Molly. Good golly. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Let's party. Let's jam. Let's do all the things. Let's get going. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Do 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 do. Party, party, party. I missed party, that show. Party, party. Have you have you seen all of Cowboy Bebop? No. We I've watched seen, like, it three episodes ever. Oh, nice. We watched it uh, throughout the entire duration of the uh, well, the beginning part of the Camp Social Distance, and it was a good old time. Yeah. I, really I need to watch it. that. I've had a lot of people say, hey, you'd like Cowboy Bebop. And I'm like, you don't know me, but I'll, <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> it's really, really good. I, I hope everybody who watched it with us here had a really good time watching it because I had a good old time. I thought it was really, really fun. I, I actually, I mentioned this a lot and I know I like, I don't know, probably like beating a dead horse at this point, but I tell the audience I miss doing watch alongs regularly, which we're trying to figure out a way exactly like how to bring it back. It's yeah. probably not going to be like a... A thing we, it's not going to be a thing we do every single night, but we're hoping that like if all goes well, maybe on Fridays, we can kind of rotate it in with other things that we want to do. Uh, kind of a busy day today. We're really trying to like finalize quite a few things that we're trying to do uh, yeah. later today. We will be doing a script read of The Avengers tonight, Woo! which that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's the original or the very first Avengers movie from 2012. Yeah. I've never read the script for that, and I don't know how different it is from the movie. I'm curious. Yeah. Who was it written by? Joss Whedon. So I'm wondering if it's pretty direct. Yeah. Because a lot of what we've written or read so far has been crazy, uh, crazy different. Uh, yeah, I would say like Princess Bride is probably the closest thing to what we got on screen. Uh, yeah, it's Whedon's Avengers. And then, uh, yeah, I would, I, I would love to do more stuff that's like written by the people who directed it. James Gunn. Yeah. Chris Nolan. I feel like if we did a Chris Nolan movie, it would for sure... Uh, it would for sure take uh, more than one night because yeah. holy God. Metis Fadim, thank you so much. Musical interlude. Thank you so much for the support. Very oh, much appreciate yeah. it. Is Let's see tip? if that lower bar actually updates today or if I'm going to have to go over there and fix it again uh, every time somebody tips today. We'll see. We'll see. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I had to refresh it uh, quite a few times yesterday. Uh, it was kind of being a, a poo-poo face. So, but, uh, you know, so today we're going to be... After this, you'll be playing more. Are you going to play more Fall Guys? I think I'm going to try to play more Fall Guys. I'm trying to get ready for a, a stream from 5 to 7. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a little um, social deduction reality game show test today with Brendan, Brendan Mylove. Uh, it's called Spy Island, uh, but we have a lot to figure out still. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try to play Fall Guys right after this, get my crown. But it depends on how much we get done during this show. <laughs> uh and then yeah so then malika will be doing some cooking and then after that we'll be doing the script read and that'll be the day tomorrow is war hammy uh you have so much stuff to plan yep <laughs> yep so much stuff going on to plan uh and then friday friday you and i actually have to sit down and try to figure out what we're doing on friday because we have a three to five segment that uh Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Huck, oh. Huck and Kaiju, we're about to put you motherfuckers to work. You just got okay. a promotion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got promoted to on-screen talent. Thank you very much. Uh, Malika will not be cooking on Friday. Um, so, yeah. So, a uh, couple things to figure out. But, uh, you know, Hypercast is usually where we kind of do a check-in with ourselves, mm -hmm. with, the, with you guys, the audience. We talk about a few things that have kind of been trending or going on recently. I've been seeing uh, this is a very interesting video of Tom Cruise surfaced today of him. I believe it was in London. It might have, I think it was London. I'm sure somebody saw somebody else has seen that video uh, with Christopher McQuarrie. They went to a theater to see Tenet because theaters have obviously like started opening back up in other parts of the world, unlike here, <laughs> unless you live in Chicago, and that's still terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so they went to go see Tenet. And in the video, you know, he's like, oh, it feels so good to be back in theaters. I'm like, Tom Cruise, you're not in America, though. <laughs> you're in a completely different country, dude. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's going to be different. A um, uh, little out of touch there, Tommy boy. Yeah. And I know there's a couple of people in our Discord. At least I saw one who said they had seen Tenet. And I, had, I didn't ask them where they were, where they had watched it. I didn't really want to put them on the spot. Because, you know, if they are in the United States, like, 
people might have opinions and like if your theater's open and you choose to go like that's totally on you yeah um but if you're international and the theaters have opened back up and cases are you know down and all that sort of stuff then like you know it is what it is uh life has to resume to some extent at some point i get that um but but yeah so i don't know i'd love to hear people's thoughts on on that and i also just want to check in and see how you guys are doing how are you doing community how is the thumper fam holding up (laughs) <laughs> some theaters are opening back up here yeah i think i'm pretty sure uh i'm pretty sure it's playing in vegas yeah well i know some i know um somebody who's a um correspondent for comicbook.com lives in nashville and they saw it there so nashville. yeah and i we talked about yesterday how like chicago is going to be opening up theaters again mm-hmm. um because we talked about tenant and how the whole like drive-in thing i'm yeah. in norway a safe country and i have no intention of seeing anything in a movie theater this year even if that means i miss black widow that's crazy how people in safe countries are still saying staying safe yeah i know right <laughs> yeah wild wild that we can't do that i um ever since we stopped doing this show consistently I will admit that I have not done the best job of staying up to date on how COVID is being handled around the world. I think when we were doing this show uh, in the beginning, it was it was also much easier to find a lot more information about yeah. how stuff was how stuff was going yeah. uh, in other parts of the world. So I kind of like look towards our audience for that kind of guidance of like if you're an international viewer. What country are you in and how is COVID still affecting you? Or are you sort of now in finally in like some stage of going back to some concept of normalcy? You know, I know that like countries, no matter what, are going to be adapting new regulations and and new things. And it's going to take a really long time before we go back to normal, whatever that means. There's going to be a new normal, I think, no matter what. Um, I just went to Trader Joe's on Sunday to go do some grocery shopping and like, even though there's no line, or it was on Monday morning, even though there was no line, you know, people are still very much, thankfully, um, abiding by all the regulations and all the things that have been put in place by, by, by at least that store. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Vash says, in my country has a, had a recent weekly surge. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the crazy thing is like, I, it's, it's this. It's this. It's a lot of this. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works is you, right. you think you're good, so you go out, and then yeah. maybe that's how it continues to spike. Klein says, I'm in the Netherlands, still socially distancing. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we talked about this quite a bit in San Francisco when we went to that park. They still have circles all over the park for people to keep their distance from one another. Mm-hmm. A number of local theaters are open, and I want to support them, but I don't quite feel comfortable yet, says Finstigator. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, I was at the beach last weekend, and it wasn't hard for me to stay distant from people like you know there's plenty of space at the beach but it was very crowded and people were in groups of like 20 playing games and yeah. shit and i'm just like man it's like why can we not patrol this I don't yeah know. yeah it was the case on sunday when i went to santa monica emily and i went and we like grabbed some lunch and we went to a park and there were like birthday parties happening at the park mm-hmm. and it's definitely not people who live together could they be a family that's like quarantined themselves for months and now they're finally getting together. Sure. Didn't seem like that for some cases, but you know, yeah, I, 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 you can police it for sure, but whether or not, you know, Los Angeles or Santa Monica will is a whole nother question. I have no idea, no idea, but yeah, it's interesting to see, to hear from so many of you guys in the audience talking about how like, even though you are living in a, a, a country or a city that is considered safe, a lot of people are still not going out and not doing things. Mm-hmm. I try. I have, I have some like international YouTubers who I watch, and every week they post new content. And I'm always looking in the background. I'm always scanning to see like who's still wearing a mask. Yeah. What, if, is a venue requiring you to wear a mask when you go in? Is it not? Uh, and then I try to like look up a little bit of like, okay, where are, we, where, where are they at right now? Yeah. We are at the Circles stage in the Ottawa, Canada area. Mm. Yeah, I've like we watch a lot of creators from Toronto and it seems like for the most part they are still wearing their masks when they're going into public places. Yeah. And if they're just like together, they are still pretty distant from one another, but they tend to like not wear their masks. Mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah. Vince Gear says, one local theater has a cafe and is able to sell goods for pickup, which is helpful. Well, that's good. I think that's the biggest thing is like adaptation. Mm-hmm. A lot of venues and, and places adapting. Yeah. Um, figuring it out. Yeah. Figuring out and adapting and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a really weird time because there's a little part of me that feels like when I step out into the real world, I still, it still kind of feels like people have people are over covid mm-hmm. and i'm yeah, like that they've decided that it's gone yeah yeah and it's like oh yeah it's that, no that cold it's not an issue anymore and it's like dude we're about to go into the fall yeah this could get worse and worse and worse so i don't know big question to ask yourself is what has actually changed between now and six months ago when making decisions to ensure that my perception or feelings doesn't change my behavior yeah i mean like for us we talked about this a lot at the beginning of social distance um it was crazy to look out the window and to not see any cars. Like yeah. you would see a car every like minute or two. Yeah. But it'd only be like one to two cars. Now it's just like cars. Yeah, and I I place cars. a lot of that blame on like I think a lot of people it's sort of like hmm, man, am I getting radicalized by all this? Cause like <laughs> uh it it's sort of like the issue with you know, a lot of companies have made us believe that climate change is up to the individual. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, it needs to be large scale regulation taking place. And it's the same thing of like I have trouble blaming individuals for their ignorance mm-hmm. uh, whenever they're being forced to go back to work. Yeah. Stimulus checks haven't been sent out. We got yeah. one stimulus check that basically evens out to about $6 a day mm-hmm. at this point. So it's like people have to go to work now. Right. They, they have to go put their health on the line to just survive. survive. Yeah. That's like that's. I mean, I put that completely on our government. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm becoming a radical, I think. <laughs> because, like, I, I think, like, at a very, very base level, one person can, can make a difference, absolutely, but they shouldn't be put in this position anyway. Yeah. They shouldn't be given the option to go fuck up people's lives. Right. Or the, uh, the absolute necessity to go fuck up people's lives. Like, that's just not cool. Yeah. I got to go to work. I got to make my, you know, $200 today so I can get by. And, you know, I'm bagging groceries, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, we do need grocers and such. But oh, yeah. there, there could be, you know, there's a lot of things going back into production right now. That yeah. Sh- it's just like this shouldn't be happening, but everyone needs money. Right, 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 right. Um, can we talk a little bit about Cookie Quest yesterday? Oh, uh, you mean the multiple car accidents that almost happened right in front of me. <laughs> Uh, the influencers that are still all over Rodeo oh Drive, God. and uh, apparently Lana Del Rey, <laughs> who just wanted to be on our Twitch stream for a second. That is 100% confirmed. That was Lana Del Rey yesterday. Uh, she was on Cookie Quest right before our signal went out because the Verizon card died uh, or like overheated or something. We're working on that, but... Yeah, Lana Del Rey was like, hey, it's Lana Del Rey. Hi, Twitch. <laughs> and I was like, say hey to Hyper RPG. And she was like, no. no. <laughs> was like, I love how you're like, we're live. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> In the back of my head, I was like thinking this 100% could be Lana Del Rey. But regardless, like you don't point a live camera at somebody who doesn't know what a live camera is. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get away from this situation. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? What was it? What was it like doing Cookie? It, it seemed like it seemed like it was so goddamn busy in it Beverly Hills. Was dude like all of those fashion stores are open? That is like a prime example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Why is Prada open right now? Yeah. Like, why Who needs is, their Prada right now? Why is Gucci now? open and why are there a hundred people waiting outside? <laughs> I mean, it's good to see though that they've got like lines outside and they're only letting people in at a time but that's only like that's only liability because it's like that's like what happens inside your store but it's like this line is super unregulated everyone's standing next to each other i don't like seeing that uh especially for the most unnecessary items that anyone could ever ask for who needs a gucci shirt right now (laughs) who needs a prada bag at this moment who needs some freaking gucci flip-flops right now (laughs) Come on, stay home. Uh, also, so very that being said, though, yeah. I'm out and about playing a Twitch show, and I'm like, you should stay home. Yeah, like, but like, it's you hard, should, right? You should. I think you can get out and you can be responsible and you can keep your distance from people and do stuff. There are yeah. plenty of things you can do right now. For instance, going on a scavenger hunt where you don't have to get within ten feet of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very surprised. It was interesting. I was very surprised to see just like how many people were not walking around with masks yesterday. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. 
I'm sure I have to imagine that most of those stores require people to go in with masks. Yeah. Unless they're like too bougie for that. Right. Then I don't know. But well, what I was noticing uh, and I did, I think in Beverly Hills, it was a little bit better than some of the places I've seen on the West side. Uh, What I was noticing on my way back to my car is that Beverly Hills as a city has a mask mandate. Oh, they, okay. they can do that because they're their own little city. Right, right. Kind of uh, like Santa Monica can do the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're enforcing that in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, people come in from outside of Beverly Hills and probably don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting walking around and just seeing. Was, I think the influencers were the thing that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're like posing, taking shots, and I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that, there was, yeah, there was that. Mercedes, I think, that yeah. was like, I'm going to pull a U-turn right here. That was insane, from dude. The, from the outer left-hand yeah. turn lane. You know, it's two left-hand turn lanes, and he cuts the other one off doing a U-turn. I'm like, I'm just going to keep my camera pointed here because something's <laughs> about to happen. It was actually kind of amazing the way you moved the camera because as you were moving it, it was moving with the car, yeah. and then it came back, and like you could, you saw the whole thing. Yeah, it well, was I, I, crazy. I was watching it happen off camera. I was like, there's no way this yeah. isn't going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really quick swing away if this turns into an accident, oh but like, this is going to be a fun show. Absolutely in- uh, insane. People are awful there. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I want to say people. It's just like some people. Yeah. Are very awful. I used to work side of town. I used to work out in Beverly Hills, and I and I remember every time I'd like walk out to like get in my car to go go home on uh, Wilshire. It's just like all you hear is just honking dude, and yeah, honking, the honking and was honking. Insane. I was like, You're "What's just going like, on, dude? The, what the fuck?" <laughs> like the the lanes here are so wide. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone chill. You need like forty five lanes to just get from one street to the next. It's you're absolutely fr- crazy. You're on Rodeo Drive midday. There's no way you have anything important to be. Yeah. Or anywhere important to be. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Um, I, I do agree with what Negi's saying, though. I've been noticing that people don't bother with the mask until they're 20 foot from a store entrance. It's true. And then, like, I'll admit, like, I'm sometimes, well, okay, let me back up. It depends on how busy it is wherever I'm at. If mm-hmm. I'm walking around Pasadena, that's just like a thing that Emily and I do all the time. Yeah. Um, if I'm walking around Pasadena and it's like completely empty on the street, I'll pull my mask down. Yeah. But if I'm like going into an area where it's uh, getting busier, then I'll put it on. Right. Uh, it's usually way more than 20 feet from a, like a store entrance because at that point I'm like, okay, there's gonna, there, there will be people walking through here no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember like, I mean, it's like listen to listen to the medical professionals and like what they're actually yeah. saying. So I remember like a few weeks back I saw on Facebook one of those awful like boomer memes of like sharing like Dr. Fauci was at a baseball game mm-hmm. and he wasn't wearing a mask. And they were like, "How explain this, liberals. It's like he's the only person sitting there with his wife, and there's no one within 20 feet of him. Yeah. Like, it doesn't travel like that. It travels right. at short distances. He's right. fine. Right. Uh, but, you know. I, I think that's the thing that people, like, always try to use as fuel for the fire. Give me dabba jabba za. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me dabba jabba za. <laughs> uh, they, they always try to, like, use that as an argument. And it's like, well, hold on. Pull back a little bit. And it's like, yeah, it's two people mm. and nobody within 20 feet of them then, like, they're fine. Yeah. You know, they're fine. Uh, like, yeah. So it's like, I, I think you have to like really, if you're going to go into a baseball game and it's fully crowded and you have people within like a six foot realm of you, then yeah, I would hope that you would like not take your mm-hmm. mask off unless you're getting a drink or some food, then okay. But then you, know? you got, you know, you got people in the crowded Ralph's that have it right here and it's yeah. not covering their nose and they're yeah. like squeezing by you. And that's, like, I noticed ugh, that at Trader Joe's, that. they were like old, they were like seniors. Yeah. And like this like wife had it like this, and I'm like, I didn't say anything to her, but I'm looking and I'm like, have you not figured this out yet? Pull it up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's it's really, really weird. Yeah. And like if I'm share if I'm not sharing a curb with anybody or a sidewalk, like I pull down and then as soon as somebody comes, I put it back mm-hmm. up. Like it's a very easy thing. It's not hard. I don't know why it's like become such a difficult thing. But yeah, they were talking about that on NPR a while back. Uh um, in LA, there's this, um, the NPR host, Larry Mantle in the morning, he was talking about how, uh, that, you know, a lot of callers were calling in about this topic of like, whenever you're out walking and you have your mask down mm-hmm. and you put it up and then like the glares you get from people, cause you're implying that they're sick. Uh, that, yeah, that was like a very real thing yes. that a lot of people were relating to of like, I've been chewed out for putting my mask up by people when I was walking near them. It's just like, man, what what a weird world we are living in. Yeah. Shadow, uh, 
he, Shadow says, I have this weird obsession with fogging up my glasses sometimes, so I sort of occupy my time with it. So the thing that like I have to do with those medical ones, like, well, you can't see it, but it's over there off camera, is I have to, like, because it has the wire, I have to press it against my face as hard as I can yeah. and then put my glasses over it. And so it, makes, it, yeah, it, makes, it the, makes like a seal, basically. It makes your breath go down. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I get that, you know, and like, I, I when people say that, when they're like, I wear glasses, like, I, I get the struggle. <laughs> Yeah. I can only wear those. Any other ones, like it fogs it up completely. I'm just these right here. Yeah, yeah. I, and I get super frustrated. These are supposed to be like the, one of the best. Yeah, like the, the cheap. What are they? N95 or whatever. Uh, surgical masks. Surgical masks. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to be good for you. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that frustrated. You know, like Emily bought us masks, and we went to Pasadena, and like it just fogged up every time, every time, and I got super frustrated. And I was like, I'm not gonna go on this walk if I can't wear this thing. Yeah. So I eventually got it to work, but yeah, it's just like it's goddamn it. Wearing glasses is a struggle sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But dude, Lana Del Rey, that's that, fun. Yeah, there was Lana Del Rey yesterday. <laughs> that, that location was really cool. It was, yeah, that was super cool. I, I would love to. I would love to. Like, I want to do a little bit of research to see what it looks like on the inside. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's like not an Airbnb thing. Yeah, but God it, damn, that would be cool. Are there people living there? I don't know. Yeah, because I was I was learning about it while my signal went out. Yeah. Yeah, you got pretty far through your quest, didn't you? I got the first two clues, but from there it looked like it was. You know, I got through the first two with like 45 minutes left, uh, but from there it looked like they were a lot closer together. Mm, gotcha. So yeah. I was gonna crush it. <laughs> I was and like get them points, baby. Sorry, Lana Del Rey, but I gotta go crush. So you know, we'll resume <laughs> this offline. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, I I don't know. You probably didn't get a chance to watch any part of DC Fandom. No. But I, so we obviously watched it because we did a I, bunch of trailer. I watched the trailer. Batman trailer yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, it was dope. Yeah. I'm so in. Yeah. Dude, it looks great. <laughs> Matt Reeves, man. You can't go wrong. I he doesn't let me down yet. I am so excited that it is Matt Reeves. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I he, will say no more about that. Yeah. He um he did a, like a little bit of a panel piece before where he was talking to, um was it Aisha Tyler? I think it was. And he was talking about just like Batman and he yeah. was just kind of like spilling his heart out. And it made me really excited for, uh, for the whole movie because mm-hmm. I like that love of the character and of just like good storytelling and mystery yeah. and puzzles and all that stuff like made me very, very excited. But I think the big thing that people are talking about uh, when it comes to DC fandom is like, did DC just like set the precedent for virtual cons? Because it was, was an it, incredibly was well done con. That's awesome. So they did it in three months, which means like there's a lot of green screen compositing of hosts on fake backgrounds. Yeah. That like doesn't necessarily look the best. Right. But, but they did it and they got a shitload of people yeah. to be a part of it. Were they, they ha- charging for entry? Nope. It was 100% free. Were there, were there commercial breaks? Uh,. It, there were like there were like uh, breaks in between the panels, but mm-hmm. it would be like advertising something for DC. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, later we're gonna have the Batman and da 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 da. I think we're gonna see because it was all pre-recorded too. Yeah, yeah, I think just based off of this year, I think we're gonna see a shift to when those cons come back and they are, you know, IRL cons that you can show up to. Mm-hmm. I think they will be prioritized for the stream. Yeah, I think it'll be about like make a good show first for yeah. the live viewing audience yeah. and you guys are just the live actual audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but based off of what you're telling me now and based off of just the fact that they're having to do so many of these and there is probably a ton of monetization mm-hmm. in showing this for the millions of people who can't make it. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that, and I think the other smart thing that they did is they had correspondence from all around the world. Mm-hmm. So they had in multiple languages as well which I think was just like a nice helpful benefit for anybody who was international and wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, which I think was, was really, really great. And they just had, honestly, like, aside from the movies, they had certain panels that talked a little bit more about just like DC mm-hmm. as like a creative entity, which I thought was really, really cool. Like they did a whole breakdown on the multiverse, but they didn't necessarily just touch on it from like a comic book standpoint of like, oh, the multi- multiverse is, you know, multiple Earths existing in the same space. And yeah. blah, 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 blah. So are they using like the Flashpoint as a way to justify? It's kind of like the, the jumping off point. Yeah. Gotcha. So the Flash movie, 
Barry is going to try to go back into time to mm-hmm. save, to p- potentially like prevent his mother's murder. Yeah. But while he does that, he like stumbles into the Tim Burton verse mm-hmm. and meets Batman, Michael Keaton. And that's going to explain, that's great. That needs to happen because that can explain why there are so many different yeah. actors playing all these characters yeah. within the same universe. Yeah. And Grant, uh, so on the Flash TV show, Ezra Miller actually had a cameo on there. Yeah. When uh, Barry was traveling through the multiverse. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's like how he gets his name, and that's how he's officially going to be using his name. It's going to be inspired by, <laughs> bless you, a flash Thanks, from man. another Earth and all that stuff. But the thing that I loved, it was, it was Jim Lee, Walter Hamada, who's the president of DC Films, and Greg Berlanti, who does all of the TV stuff. And he just talked about how, like, before we were very separated, movies and TV. It was like this. But mm-hmm. now we're like, well, wait a second. We can tell better stories if we connect the two. That's awesome. And not necessarily always overlapping, but we can be inspired by each other. Yeah. But that's I think great. the big thing that I like took away from the from the convention was or from the from the virtual con was like if DC can put something together like this in three months, imagine what they could put together if they already were planning to do it again next yeah, year. Yeah, totally. And if Marvel decided to, like if Disney, or let's say just Disney in general, was like, you know what, we're going to do D23 virtually next year, and it's going to be 100% open to everybody. We're not going to charge you. Like Star Wars Celebration has kind of been doing that for years now. Yeah. Verizon has usually been like their biggest sponsor for the mm-hmm. whole event, and it's been 100% free. And of course... Nothing substitutes the experience of being there live. Yeah. And I think that's also the difference between Star Wars Celebration and DC Fandom is Star Wars Celebration is always live. Fandom is all pre-recorded. Um, but I think like if if it was me and, and like I wanted and I was in charge of Comic-Con and I wanted Comic-Con to remain to be just like in the vernacular of the world. I would have 100% made it a virtual thing. Mm-hmm. Artist Alley would have been virtual. I would have done like signings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have, you know, and like, who knows? It, it maybe would have been difficult to convince companies like Disney and, uh, and uh, like Warner Brothers to do their stuff virtually via Comic-Con. Like they could have yeah. always been like, oh, we're just going to do it ourselves. But I think like you still create, you still kind of like nurture that culture of Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. And I think the biggest thing that comic-con has missed out on is the fact that like they have not in any way shape or form embraced doing something for worldwide audiences who can't be there right yeah it feels like it's great that we get to go to it yeah because san diego comic-con it's like two hours from here uh and it's in san diego and we typically find out like we find some sort of through somebody's work or just our connections we find a way to stay the night mm-hmm. uh and then we also have gotten press badges to get into yep. hall h and stuff but like we are just the smallest percentage of people that get right. to do that kind of thing like yeah. how many thousands of dollars does the regular person have to spend to be able to get comic-con tickets get a plane ticket hotel. go stay in a hotel yeah. and see these awesome things food all that stuff yeah, yeah. that's it's like insane costs it's i imagine that for like some people that's their summer vacation mm-hmm. is san diego comic-con yep, it's like this will be the thing i spend money on yeah. this year because i don't have enough to do anything else <clears throat> yeah exactly and it's it really bums me out when i see people who are like sleeping in line at the convention center for four days to just get into hall h on a saturday i'm mm-hmm. like you paid so much money to come here and you're just sleeping in line yep like and imagine you only get like a few hours in there. Yeah, and imagine if you, like, opened it up where people could watch it virtually, then, like, yeah, it'd be amazing. Then, mm-hmm. like, everybody could watch it. Everybody could see it. And I thought that was the really cool thing about this DC fandom was everything that they put out, uh, trailer-wise, they put it out online. Mm-hmm. So you could just go to Warner Brothers' YouTube page and they have the Batman trailer, they have the Suicide Squad roll call video, they have the BTS reel, they have the Wonder Woman trailer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are certain elements that they don't have on replay, but like, you can find them on YouTube, like people recorded them, so like, they're available. And I don't think that Warner Brothers is going to go to the trouble of like, removing all those things. Right. Because again, no it's like, it, the virtual experience was something that was like, a part of the whole thing. Yeah. And I didn't think I was going to sit there and watch the whole panel from beginning to end. Aside from leaving to go pick up Emily from the airport, I watched the entire thing. And it was just like a very... And they ended up actually splitting into two parts. Yeah. So it was going to be a 24-hour thing that was going to have different like halls that you could go to. So they had like Hall of Heroes, which is supposed to be all the movie stuff. And then they had other venues as well. And then they decided kind of last minute, like two days before, that they were like, 
uh, we're actually going to split this up and we'll do part two of this event on September 12th. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do a lot more like, I think, HBO Max and TV stuff, which I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Like Marvel did something similar. Uh, it was kind of a little bit more of like a Hall H thing, but they did it only at the El Capitan Theater back in 2014 when they announced all of Phase 3. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what if Marvel did another event like that instead of like a Hall H thing? And it was just like their own version of that right where they just debuted all the new trailers and announcements like i don't know i feel like this 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 concept it's not new but i would like to see more conventions embrace it yeah i i would say it's not new at least these types of conventions we've been trying this for probably like 10 years they've been trying to kind of like broadcast it a bit yeah uh but at least to the internet right but i feel like now with our current like stay at home kind of stuff it's going to become a bit more of a norm yeah of not that we're going to stay at home forever and this is what we're looking for it's just that now we're being shown that oh this was a good option all along you know what i mean yeah which is like very surprising that it took a pandemic for uh (laughs) for people to realize that yeah because it's like places like comic-con have had the ability like there's there's nothing stopping them from being able to stream Mm-hmm. what they do out into like the world. Right. Like we've seen it from TwitchCon when we've done it. TwitchCon has had set up multiple rooms for multiple, you know, events and venues and stuff like that. <sighs> a place like Comic-Con could easily set it up on a YouTube channel where they have like a Ballroom 20 live feed, a Hall H live feed, mm-hmm. a live feed of like the floor and doing, you know, or like a virtual floor where you can able go through like Artist Alley and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Altered Carbon canceled. No season three on Netflix. No shit. Ooh. Wait, say in Prince, why are you saying Kevin Feige heard you? Did they just announce something that we're completely unaware of that is uh, about to break the internet? Let me check. Let me check Twitter. <laughs> let me uh, let me check them tweets. Let me check them tweets. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I want to see more of this kind of stuff for these these sorts of panels. And Star Wars Celebration, I think, has done it so incredibly well that they have been able to just like open it up. Ever since 2000, ever since like the big major Star Wars celebration that kind of kicked off episode seven, I went to that Star Wars celebration because it was in Anaheim and I loved it. I loved going. I loved being there. I loved celebrating Star Wars. It was amazing to be in the crowd when they played that brand new trailer. But I have also really enjoyed watching Star Wars celebration from afar, you know, when they did it in London and then mm-hmm. I think it was in Florida one year. Um, I've still really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Uh, is it like a convention? Convention centers often charge thousands of dollars per day for sufficient bandwidth to stream panels and events. More than technology, this cost for convention organizers and exhibitors is a limiting factor. I mean, yes, but you have so many people who come to Comic-Con. It's such a business. Yeah. Um, 40,000-ish people. For right? what? For Comic-Con? 40,000? Yeah. Dude, more like 200,000. Okay, 200,000-ish people. God damn. Or was, was it just like 40,000 in Hall H? Or, where am I getting that number? Um, Hall H can seed up to 6,500, I think. 6,500? Yeah. Okay, so 200,000 people. How many hundreds of dollars is a Comic-Con ticket? Oh, my God. It's like $400 now, I think. So, yeah, you do the math. Yeah, they That's can do it. Millions. They can do it. That's millions of monies. Look, uh, if we can do it here, just on tickets alone, just on yeah. ticket sales. Yeah, if we can do it here, they can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if you wanted to get more people involved in it, then like, yeah, it's very, very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what people are talking about. Marvel celebrates its 81st birthday on August 31st. Marvel Marvel turns another year older this August 31st. Marvel celebrates 81st birthday with fans everywhere in a, in a cavalcade of new comics, collectibles, apparel, video games, videos, and more. Uh, is this going to be a live streamed event that's what i want to know it doesn't exclusively specify as far as i can see um but and i think like i don't know if there have been other comic conventions that have embraced streaming yeah but i would like to see that plan next year because I'll be honest with you i kind of i really don't know if i'm going to go to comic con next year again yeah I don't know, cause last yeah, last time I went, I had fun, but it was yeah. kind of because I was like skipping a lot of the panels and stuff, mm-hmm. and just kind of like keeping up to it on my phone and being around the energy of the city. Right. And I was like, that was pretty fun, but it was like a huge waste for me. 
Yeah, and like I had a, I have a really good time, you, you know. But I also, I don't necessarily want to sit in Hall H all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. I got there at nine in the morning, and I didn't leave until seven. Yeah, and like in the immediacy of these reactions and reviews and stuff, right? You're kind of at a disadvantage yeah. to someone who is sitting at home watching. Exactly. They can immediately upload something. Exactly. So yeah, and I think like, oh wow. So actually, here here is actually this just came out. Here are some numbers about DC Fandom. DC Fandom generates. God damn it! Fucking pop up ads. DC Fandom generates massive 22 million global views. God 100 damn. million views of trailer content launched from the event and dominated YouTube and Twitter trends. DC Fandom, Warner Brothers Comic Con Alternative, earned 22 million global views from over 220 countries and territories in 24 hours via their player, influencer live streams, and user-generated content created by fans watching the event. Additionally, 150 million views of YouTube of trailer content launched from the event dominate YouTube and Twitter trends during the broadcast. DC Fandom, which covered the upcoming slate of Warner, Warner Media Films, uh, television shows, games, publishing, consumer products, trended in 82 markets on YouTube and 53 markets on Twitter. Global fan reactions were overwhelmingly positive, which, yes, they were. I thought it was a really good event, and I think, like, they should continue to do shit like that. Mm. But I think, like, that's a lot. 22 million global views. That's insane. So you think about it. There's 200,000 people that can go to Comic-Con live, right? Imagine you could also, on top of that, have 20-plus million people watching it worldwide. Mm -hmm. And if Comic-Con wanted to, look... I think it would be amazing if they could do a lot or do it for free and get a sponsor to sponsor the whole event. But if they charged people $20 or $30 for the weekend of content and they can access whatever they want, I would imagine that most people would probably do it. Yeah. You know, I think so. So I don't know. I think these are huge numbers and I think like they did really kind of like set a good positive trend for things. Yeah. I think they're going to look at that and, and probably deduce some things. Yeah. Make some uh, make some decisions for next year about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, like the big thing I think for them is like more production value, which, yes, of course. Yeah. Instead of having a, a set that Jim Lee drew, they could like actually virtually create one. Oh, that's in rad. In CG. That's so cool. You know, like that, that could be something that they could do and just have better light, better green screen keying and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Um, I'd pay <laughs> C spider says I'd pay 20 or $30 to stream hall H alone. See? Yeah. There, there are people there who would be willing to pay for the four days, you know, if they, you know, if they, if they had to, um, I think there was also a question about the black Adam footage. So the reason the, Oh, quasi asked, is it meant to be a cartoon movie? It's live action. The only reason that they, they did like this, like, um, animated concept art was because they haven't actually shot anything yet. Mm. So that's why you had this like animatic trailer basically. Gotcha. It, it was cool. yeah. It was an explanation. The Rock gave an explanation of like the history of Kandak and and Black Adam, and like what motivates that character. And then they teased a bunch of other superheroes that are going to be showing up, which I thought was really cool. But you know, I, I'm 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 even okay with uh, having that. Like I love that. I love that it's that. Other than like absolutely nothing. You know, for the Flash, it's different for the Flash because Black Adam has been is like a lot further in development than the Flash. But the Flash had concept art, which I thought was really cool. And yeah. they talked to uh, you know the director and the producer and the writer, and I thought that was all great. Um, I might have to watch some of that. Suicide Squad is garbage. I disagree, but I, I think that movie could have been could have obviously been better. But I think the brand itself of Suicide Squad is really, really, really cool. What a cool, fun idea! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was into that movie for like twenty minutes. <laughs> like, oh, this is fun. What a cool setup! And then, boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, oh boy, did it! It tumbles flop and tumble. Yeah. yeah, it flopped and tumbled. Did you get you? You didn't get a chance to see any of the new stuff from nope. the new Suicide Squad nope. movie. Hoping to catch up this weekend. But I well, mean, you know, we got a pretty pretty busy weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's James Gunn, so it's like if you had fun with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I absolutely did. Yeah, you're gonna have a really fun time with this Suicide. There's a lot more members. Yeah, I think there's like 14 characters mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, I don't remember getting clarity on this. Is it a sequel? Or is it a redo kind of feel? I like a try again with the same <laughs> sort of people. They didn't specify. I'm assuming yeah. it's a sequel, though. Yeah. 
Um, that's actually good. Like, I don't know if anybody's actually asked James Gunn that question. Hey, are we going to pay attention to that? Any of the movie that w- came yeah. before this? Yeah, I don't know. Because I think a lot of that will be, uh, yeah, it looks like a sequel. That's kind of what okay. I assume too. I think uh, I'm actually very interested to see in that movie, which I'm sure they'll probably most likely address because we just had Birds of Prey. Yeah. But Harley Quinn's in Suicide Squad. And I'm like, okay, how did she get there? Right. Which I'm assuming James Gunn will probably explain yeah, that's, in the movie. That's kind of my main question. Yeah. Uh, but they have, so they have three, they have four returning characters from the mm-hmm. last Suicide Squad movie. It's Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flagg, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, and uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. So mm-hmm. there is continuity. So you're like, so I, I go, I'm going into it thinking like, this has to be a sequel. Yeah. You know, it's obviously going to be a different take. You know, yeah. I think David Ayer to James Gunn is going to be very different. Um, but the cast looks like the panel was hilarious. Yeah. They were roasting Michael Rooker for like a good majority of that panel. Oh, good. And uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, in terms of Jared Leto's Joker, I have no clue what the future is for that character. I I I have hopes that it will never happen again. <laughs> I have high hopes that it never happens again. Yeah, I was not a big fan of uh, the take on the character. Oh, it was strange. And man. this is this is like this is a completely like separate issue from the actual like edit of Suicide Squad. Yeah, like just the visual representation and the performance. Mm-hmm. Like I just I personally was not into it. Mm-mm. Me neither. If I had the option, honestly, if if they if like. If I was handed the red pill and the blue pill and it was like Jared Leto in, in another Joker movie or Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin another Phoenix. Jo- I'd be like Joaquin Phoenix percent. for sure. Oh, that movie was worlds better. The representation <laughs> yeah. was worlds better. Oh, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was he weird. just made me feel uncomfortable, but not in like a this is a psychopath kind of way, like a good psychopath villain, more of like a ew. <laughs> this guy is like, I don't even know, like a Chad. He's like a high school bully. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, God, why? It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Um, but yeah, I mean, just curious to really see where we go with this like whole virtual con thing. It'll be it'll be really interesting. And then I think the Avengers game is coming out. Is it coming out this Friday? I don't know, dude. I keep get hearing weird stuff about it. I know. I keep hearing things all the time. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it's coming out next week. It's coming out last week. It's uh it's out. It's been out. Um, I, I, so I got to play it last week a little bit. Uh, oh, it's next week, uh, September 4th, I'm assuming, right? Or do yeah. games drop on Fridays or Tuesdays? Is it like movies that drop on Blu-ray on Tuesday? I think games drop on Tuesdays. Okay. So it's probably, what date is that then? September 1st? Is it September 1st? Um, September 4th for the game, three days early if you pre-ordered. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I don't, that's Friday. I don't know if we pre-ordered. It's actually the same day that Mulan is coming out. Um, oh yeah. Which like. I'd love to know from our chat room who's going to buy Mulan when it comes out next Friday. I've seen a lot of back and forth on this conversation of whether or not people are going to um, buy Mulan or not yeah. on PVOD. It's just a little some people too are, much. Yeah, some people are saying very expensive. Some people are saying, no, the price is justified. Mm. Um, I think it really depends on like where you live and how much the theater costs. I think the price might be justified in that they are trying to make the money that they expected to make. But yeah. like, I don't think the price is justified for the consumer. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make that money that they thought they'd make. Right. But right. Like, tough cookie, man. Yeah. And I think There's the freaking people dying. I think, uh, the, the big thing that, um, has not been clarified at least publicly from my, from what I have seen has been whether or not you will own that movie. Yeah. As long as you keep your Disney Plus account active, that movie will stay in your account. It's when you cancel your Disney Plus account that the movie's removed. Yeah. Which, like, for some people, is like, okay, well, that's fine. If it's yeah. not a 48-hour or 24-hour rental, I'm okay with that. If it's uh, something that is going to be, like, disappear as soon as, uh, or is going to, disappear as soon as i watch it then like i'm not that interested but if it stays then like maybe i am i don't know that idea is kind of weird to me and it happens to me a lot with like streaming platforms Mm -hmm. of like i paid for this movie that i like rented to own kind of thing uh i paid for this so that it's on my account but when i cancel my account i lose it like 
and I am losing my options to get physical media. Right. So that's like, how do you own anything anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, or that's where I see this going. Of like, you never really get to own something. You're just renting this. Yeah. You know, megabytes. Right. That's always been my problem with uh, with digital movies. Mm-hmm. Is like, if I have the disc, and people have pointed out, they're like, yeah, but if you have like a certain Blu-ray player and you don't update it, then the disc won't work. Da 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 da. I'm yeah. like, I still have a lot more flexibility with what I can do with the disc. Totally compared to what I can do with a digital file. Yeah. Like, if you get a movie through iTunes, how, like, there's nothing you can do with it. It exists, like, in their system, in their cloud. You can't, like, access it. Unless you have, like, movies anywhere, then, like, yeah, you can access it digitally. Yeah. But, yeah. Just give me a file that I download to my computer. Exactly. Like, what's the problem there, (laughs) you know? And, you know, obviously the big thing is, like, all about... uh, Piracy. Piracy. But, like, people will pirate it anyways oh man it's so easy to pirate stuff yeah i'll just slap this hdmi into a little duplicator and take it into my capture card press record yeah easy yeah 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 and i know a lot of people are also upset about mulan because it's like oh it's 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 disney's opportunity to have some have some asian representation on the big screen and instead we like moved it to the streaming platform Mm -hmm. which like i that was that was my biggest thing that i was talking i think i was talking to zach about it Maybe Malika too. But I told them, I was like, you know, if Disney decides to move Mulan to a streaming platform, you're going to see a lot of people justifiably upset. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, why couldn't we just push Mulan to next year? What, like, what is going to make, what's going to be the difference? Right. You know? It's not like this it's, is a... Uh, it's only a monetary a thing for timely Disney. Timely movie that, like... It's no, not going to be irrelevant. Right, yeah, yeah. This is a tale, very, very old tale. Right. Just... Just hold off a sec. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of it. I feel the same way about Tenant. I'm just like, wait and have an awesome launch when it's time. Exactly. Yeah. Shadow saying, I wouldn't mind it being on a streaming platform, but adding $30 made me, made me upset. I'm like, yeah, I, I, get, I totally thought I kicked your dog and your dog's not even down here. Um, <laughs> He's upstairs. Uh, yeah, I totally get that. You know, And I think like, I don't know how, the, how they justified that cost. I don't know if they were looking at like what other companies did. And what other movies went for on PVOD, but you know, if it was like a contractual thing that like, okay, if we're gonna if we're going to move it from a theater to a streaming service, how much do we have to charge to justify it not being in a theater? Are they sharing that revenue with the theater? Like Yeah. I have no clue what those details are. I have no clue what those details are. Um so I don't know. Well, Disney does need income, but they do have a streaming platform that's doing incredibly well for them, and they still sell products. Yeah. Like, their parks are closed, and their theaters are not going into the movie theater. But you have to also look at, like, what Disney owns. Disney does not just own princesses. Yeah. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own ESPN. They own a shitload of things outside of, like, Disney. Uh, FX, you know, they just bought 20th Century. They have so many goddamn things. Yeah, and I know that they just reported like their first loss in a long time, like yeah. a quarterly loss. Yeah. But again, like I don't care. I have plenty of quarterly losses. Yeah. <laughs> Disney will be fine. With how much money they generate and how much money yeah. somebody like Bob Iger takes home. They which, better have a great savings account. Yeah, which I mean they did talk about months ago that they were like reducing their um, – salaries Mm -hmm. so it could kind of be like spread out more so it's like i understand that companies need to make money but this is disney we're talking about this is not some like mom and pop little business yep it's disney they have so many other things that they own it's nasty Mm -hmm. there was actually a pie chart that went out last year when they acquired 20th century to show exactly uh what they've been what they've acquired and outside of ESPN, Disney, ABC, Marvel, Star Wars, like there's a lot of little things that they own that a lot of people don't know about that they actually own. Right. They, they actually own a lot of real estate too. Yeah. Here, I want to pull some of that stuff up because that's actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, weird stuff Disney owns. Because, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, they own ESPN. Uh, a lot of people know that. Yeah. Uh, A and D. They're, they're they, also now a primary stakeholder in Hulu. Yeah, they they basically own Hulu. Uh, they own the Muppets, um, Grey's Anatomy. 
they own, yeah they own some shows on some networks. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the stuff that's not some of the stuff on Freeform probably some of the stuff a lot of the stuff that's on ABC networks the yeah. ABC network itself. So it's not to say National Geographic. It's not to say that like it's not to say that Disney shouldn't make money, but right. in like the the grand scheme of like business, you know they're hurting. You know, but they yeah, will I mean, be okay. They employ a lot of our buddies out here. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Yeah. And, you know, someday they might employ me, <clears throat> so I'm not being like... And now they have certain parks opening back up as well. So, like, right. that revenue is going to start, you know, generating again. Yeah, ABC is is Disney. Oh, ABC is Disney now. Yeah. Uh, so, they own Nat Geo, which is a lot of people know that because it's on Disney+. Plus. Yep, um, it is. They own Lucasfilm, obviously. I'm trying to find. I, there's some like weird stuff outside of media that they own. Yeah, there was. There's a pie chart, chart out there. I don't know if it was Screen yeah, Crush or who it was that put it out, but they. It was actually like there was a lot of things on there that I had no idea that they owned, um, that are pretty like massive things. And and real estate is also obviously one of them uh, as well because around Burbank, around the studio, they own a lot of the housing out there because they use it for sets. A lot of shows are filmed inside of those houses. Yeah. And a lot of those houses can also house their crews on certain projects. There it is. I found the chart. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Did Disney ever own a military fleet? Skynet, are you self-aware? Um, they also have like a huge stake in GoPro. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. They have like a huge investment in GoPro. That's very interesting. I've been watching GoPro stock and it's like... It's done this weird thing where it was like very successful and then it kind of like went back down. Um, but there's other companies like DJI who are not. I don't believe DJI is on the uh, is publicly traded company. Photo bucket. Photo bucket. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, these are ventures, as in they have a huge investment mm. in them. Yeah. Um, the, I found the chart, but it won't let me zoom in on it. So it's just like little tiny. Words. Oh well, that's helpful. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. They own a construction company. Uh huh. It's all silly. Oh, Title Max Disney chart. Is this the one? Yeah. yeah. The, the company's one that's Disney like owns. Like, uh, like Mickey ears. Mickey, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see how much stuff they own. It's kind of insane. Uh, Osmosis posted the link in the chat room. So, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. So, it's not to say that, like, it's not to say that they're not losing money. Of course they are. But they have a lot of. A shitload of so ways. They are so freaking diversified. Exactly. They will be fine. They yeah. Might, they could sell a thousand things and still be a major competitor. Major competitor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, there you go. That's your uh, that's your TED talk for today. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it's very easy to look at Disney and be like, well, they just own Star Wars and Marvel and theme parks, and it's like, ah, they own a lot more than that. <laughs> A lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people who still to this day don't know that they own things like ESPN, which I'm like, yeah, ESPN doesn't necessarily like stamp Disney all over the damn thing. So, of course, you're not going to know that. Um, so, I get that. But it is time. I'm going to go play some Fall Guys. Some fall Guys. Yeah, I'm going to get my crown today. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for watching Hypercast. Uh, we're just kind of just chilling and talking today. Yeah. Um, we're uh we're we're going through a lot of um prep for some stuff we're trying this week. So, I'm going to go play Fall Guys. Malika may tag me out here and there as I'm uh getting ready for this Spy Island tonight, which I saw some people asking. It's not Spyfall, it's our own creation. It's like a spy social deduction game, similar to Spyfall maybe, uh but also a lot of other elements. Um so stick around for that. Malika's going to be cooking 3 to 5 uh and then we're going to do a script read tonight of The Avengers. Avengers. It'll be good times. It'll be good times. We'll be right back. Uh, enjoy these clips from our from our RV trip, and then uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, bye. bye.